Good day, and welcome to the Business and Enterprise Systems Mission Success Podcast, where we give you bits and bites about BES news and other topics of interest. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. George Sarmiento, who is the Supervisory Program Manager for Contracting Information Technology, also what we call CON-IT. So, Mr. Sarmiento, good day to you, sir. Yeah, good morning. Glad to have you here today. We're so excited about this conversation. We've been wanting to have this for a while. But just to get started, tell us, what is CONIT? What does it do? Sure. Uh, CONIT is the next generation contract writing system uh, for the Department of the Air Force. Uh, It's built on an Appian low-code BPM platform. Uh, It's been designated by the Air Force as the enterprise solution for the Air Force. What that means is we're replacing numerous legacy systems out there that are involved in contracting, uh, and ConIT is going to be the solution. Uh, it's built on Appian, which is basically a case management type tool. Uh, for example, other users of the legal community, they'll have a legal case, and that's private and contained. Uh, medical community is the same. So for the contract writing, each case is going to be a contract. So it works really well in the contracting community. It, uh, uh, with this, as an enterprise solution, it's going to standardize acquisition contract writing across the Air Force. Uh, it's going to drive some efficiency because we'll all be on the same system. It's going to reduce costs and training. And one of the big beauties is it's uh, going to enable us to add a new capability uh, uh, easily uh, using the Appian uh, workflow uh, process. Okay, so tell us about the history. How did we get here? Where did ConIT come from? Yeah, that's a great uh, question. Uh, so back, uh, I'd say it was right around 2014, 2015, uh, uh, there was a, uh, a old system called Standard Procurement System, which uh, was uh, getting older, uh, highly uh, expensive to maintain. Uh, so OSD decided, hey, everybody needs to retire their standard procurement systems. Uh, so the Air Force went on and uh, started to do some market research, starting to look at uh, different potential solutions. And uh, one that they discovered was a tool called Ideas. Uh, It was uh, for DISA, uh, and it was managed by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, believe it or not. Uh, They have a service that's called the Enterprise Architecture Service, and they actually managed 10 IT programs for the federal government. And uh, one of them was this Ideas program, which actually met like 75% of the requirements we had to replace SPS. So the Air Force adopted it uh, and started to make the changes necessary uh, to make it an Air Force solution for operational contracting. And I say operational contracting because that's really the more basic type contracting, base level, uh, where they might order supplies, uh, office supplies, those type things. So those are not major contracts, but it enabled the Air Force to sunset the standard procurement system in 2020. And we were the only service that actually met the deadline and was able to retire the use of standard procurement service. So that was uh, a big win for the Air Force. Okay, so, uh, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, so I was just gonna add that, uh, so it was well-received, everyone liked it. Uh, so now uh, uh, they've challenged us to sunset the next contract writing system, which is Conrite. And Conrite is a system uh, that supports a lot of the major weapon systems, uh, uh, research and development organizations, as well as uh, our disconnected, what we call disconnected users, basically those working in a classified environment. Uh, 
So that's been our challenge the last couple of years uh, since 2020. Uh, and uh, by, I'm glad to announce by next year, we should be able to support all the weapon systems contracting. So we will be able to buy airplanes and satellites and those big uh, acquisitions uh, using ConIT. Wow. Over. So, so there's a lot of growth going on this, within this program. So describe to us the end users, the, the people who are using this day to day. What is the benefit that they're experiencing with ConIT? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, so it's really multiple users. Uh, but the uh, big advantage for using Appian is uh, it can, it's really because the processes are built into Appian, the workflows, uh, you can streamline where it makes sense. We can make changes where it makes sense. Uh, and because it's uh, a lot of the data follows uh, what we call the procure to pay process, uh, there's a standard uh that ConIT is the only contract writing system across the DOD and other agencies that follows the, the, the procurement data standard fully. Uh, so what does that mean? Uh, that basically means that it interacts with other systems that are also following the standard. So it's all automated. So when it's automated, these handshakes, these handshakes work really well to remove any manual hand jamming that goes on today, which unfortunately uh, leads to errors. So one of the big benefits is there's less errors, uh, there's uh, less inconsistencies, uh, and because the system actually interfaces with other systems uh, that uh, put legal and regulatory requirements out there, the clauses, for example, uh, that all comes in automatically, doesn't require anybody doing a copy paste or typing other things in. So uh, those are some of the real benefits of the system. Uh, but so how does it really help the contract specialist, for example? Uh, for him, it's the interfaces, makes it easier to use. Uh, the graphic user interface on, on ConIT is much, much nicer than ConWrite. Uh, and uh, for those with disabilities, it's fi completely 508 compliant which means uh, with disabilities, there's, there's different uh, features on there that uh, anyone can use it, any of the contract specialists. Uh, for management, uh, because of this automated data, uh, it's easy for them to see from their desk what all their buyers are doing and get a status on all the contracts. So that's an, a, a nice little feature. Uh, for other reviewers like legal or financial, if they wanna check the contract and see how things are going, they can easily uh, go into the file, uh, into the case contract file, and get and get an update. So it's beautiful. And for senior leadership, uh, because the data is all totally uh, is, I would say, more accurate than it is using other systems. Uh, they get a better view of how the money's being spent, what's being bought, uh, which really all leads to FM's big desire to. Uh, uh, try and get a better ability to close the ledger at the end of the year. Where did we spend the money? What did we buy? And do that traceability. Uh, so there's a lot of benefits for uh, multiple users uh, using ConIT. Okay, that's very user-friendly then. So uh, how many end users are there? Yeah, great question. When we started uh, the base uh, operational contracting and stuff, we had about 4,000 users uh, around the globe. Uh, using ConIT, uh, so all the bases basically at, at the operational level. But we've started these limited deployments uh, as we add capabilities and we've been adding, capa we add capabilities every three weeks to ConIT. 
trying to get to that sunset Conright uh, date. Uh, so uh, as we add capability, more program offices can use ConIT. So as they use, uh, as more start to use, we obviously add more users. And uh, we're now, I'd say about 5,300 users today of ConIT. So we've added almost uh, 1,300 users uh, in the last year and a half. Wow. I know that, and we hope to, yeah, and we hope to get to about ten thousand users. Okay, wow, that's that's significant growth. So, do you have a, a time frame that you want to ex experience that growth to reach that ten thousand users? Yeah, so that uh, for Conright, uh, there's about uh, two thousand seven hundred fifty users, and we've added about half of them. Uh, so uh, we hope by uh, two thousand twenty-five to have uh, all the Conright users on there. Uh, so that'll be nice. Now there's another system called ACPS, which is a logistics system. And they interface with a lot of different uh, systems that we're not connected to yet. Uh, so they're on our roadmap for about 2027 and that'll be another uh, couple of thousand users there. So uh, as we continue to grow and uh, you'll hear more about it a little bit later, uh, but uh, the success uh, has really led to other agencies really coming in wanting to use ConIT. Uh, so that's been real exciting. Yeah, I look forward to talking about that more. I know we're going to be uh, speaking with one of your teammates here soon. But um, obviously, this is set up to solve problems. Uh, this is yeah. a solution. So what are some of the problems that ConIT has been solving? What are some of the, the needs that ConIT is addressing? Yeah, so I talked about a few, like uh, uh, reducing errors, making it easier for the contract specialist. Uh, uh, so there's, there's uh, many, many problems that we've been working on uh, one at a time, but there's a couple of big ones that I'd really like to talk to. And one is the legacy systems that we're replacing. You know, back in 2021, uh, Conright actually failed here at uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. It's a decentralized system. So... For a couple of months, they had to work a, a connection to another base and people had to work off hours in order to issue contract awards for two months. Uh, so as that system gets older, that may happen again. And that's kind of the urgency that we face in the program office to try and get this done and fielded as soon as possible. Uh, uh, another big one is uh, security. Uh, Conright was 1990. ACIPS was even before that. So when our uh, adversaries come up with uh, solutions on how to attack the system, uh, those older legacy systems really struggle to try and get any of those security updates uh, to, to protect our information. Whereas our next generation con IT uh, with, uh, with just fielded and, and gets updates quarterly, uh, we can handle those updates with no problem. So from a security reason, side we're really excited about that but really the third one i kind of touched on already uh, is the financial uh this uh, procurement data standard where we can talk from one system to another system and they're automatic handshakes and the data flows through and no one's touching it that's really a huge plus for us uh in terms of uh, uh once all the systems are on the same standard and we're going along it will be much easier to uh balance the books per se you know my uh colleague who's going to talk later, uh, he likes to talk about uh, uh, basically 
on a personal level, when you use your credit card, the credit card has that transaction. Your bank knows about the transaction and everything's all balanced out once it's paid off. It's not that easy in the government. And that's one of the things we're trying to get to. So those are the three big ones. Getting more into the technical side, tell us about the benefits of low-code development and how the Appian platform is really the best vehicle for content. Yeah. Uh, so from my perspective, it, it turns out uh, I was actually part of the initial assessment team back in uh, 2014 timeframe, looking at different potential solutions. And one of the things that really got us excited about Appian was this case management uh, perspective they were using. And it was a brand new company at the time. So uh, it was hard to get people on board at the time, but really uh, once you build in the workflows uh, and uh, it increases efficiency, uh, you know, it automates and streamlines the business uh, uh, processes, uh, it, which again, reduces the manual intervention, uh, which minimizes errors. And uh, so it really increases efficiency, but it also improves collaboration. Because as I mentioned, like the financial folks, the other folks, they can all uh, reach in and uh, see the contract status at any time uh, and work on it together, which is a, a, a big improvement. It also enhances visibility. When I talk about uh, business intelligence reports for our leaders, uh, it's easy for them to have access and see both from a management level, how's your team doing? And from the senior level, even higher up, how's everyone doing on their contract status? So it's great visibility that way. And what we do from a technical side is all these processes, we actually track how long each process is taking. So we know where to make improvements where we start to see slowdowns in the system. And we're always trying to make the system go faster uh, because nobody likes that spinning wheel, right? right. So we try and do everything in seconds to uh, uh, make sure uh, the users get the answers they need. Uh, but, and also from the technical side is flexibility. Uh, because it's low code uh, and we build in these processes, if OSD comes down and says, hey, we need to change uh, uh, one of the processes, we got a new handshake under the procurement data standard, we need to change some things, that's it. That's a relatively easy change. Uh, and it's really impactful uh, when we start working, uh, when other agencies get interested in Con IT. Uh, we all have different terminology. So even though the core Con IT will be the same, uh, they can change their graphic user interface to make it work and mean what they think versus what the Air Force calls it. So uh, there's a lot of advantages to that flexibility. And like I mentioned, the development uh, is relatively quickly once it's in place uh, uh, to make changes. So those are really the big ones, uh, efficiency, collaboration, visibility, uh, and flexibility. In the development team, you guys are all located at Wright Path, is that correct? Oh, no. Good question. Good question. <laughs> so uh, our vendor, uh, uh, we actually have a, a contract with a company called Synergy, and uh, they've been doing good work the last couple of years. Uh, but it used to be everyone pre-COVID, everyone was in Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. During COVID, it just expanded as people found it could work remote. So that's, you've heard a lot of the IT teams, uh, they go in more remote, letting because they can do their coding from anywhere. Right. So uh, for your info, I've got uh, 
people in Boston, people in California, people in Idaho, and people in Florida, and all across the country. Oh, wow. uh, so we've got uh, four, four development teams. Uh, they're all spread across the country. The scrum masters are in different locations. The release train managers are in a different uh, location. So uh, it takes a lot of coordination, a lot of planning using uh, teams, software, uh, but uh, we're getting it done. Clearly. That is so interesting to hear. I didn't realize you guys were that spread out. So, yes. uh, But the program office is pretty much in that right path. Right. But the developers are not. Gotcha. Fascinating. Uh, so, so tell us, anybody who's watching this, listening, how can they find out more about ConIT and how maybe as a vendor they can uh, benefit from it? Yeah, you know, that's uh, a good question. Uh, probably uh, BES, our uh, home office down in Montgomery, you know, they hold industry days uh, several times a year and we're present there to answer any questions. Uh, they can always reach out to them. Uh, they can reach out to uh, the program office as well. I can be found on LinkedIn. It's an easy okay. find. BES is on LinkedIn. And just send me an email. We've got a good team. We respond quickly. Uh, and uh, it's pretty fun. So as you, uh, I'm excited in the next one, You hopefully in the next episode, you'll hear a little bit about uh, uh, all the different folks who are trying to pick up on ConIT and uh, uh, all the fun activities going forward, Jonathan. So yeah. thank you. Thank you, sir. Well, I really appreciate your time today. And every, to everyone, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the BES Mission Success Podcast. At BES, we run the systems that run the Air Force, moving money, manpower, and materiel. Until next time. Exactly. Thank you, sir.